Okay, listen, y'all, if I have a little bit of shortness of breath in this episode, it's not because of the coronavirus. It's because I wore this neoprene sauna suit when I went to the gym today that's also like a corset. I mean, literally, it has the little hooks that you can make it smaller or bigger. I'm still on the biggest one, okay? But we're trying to get in a little smaller. And it is hard to breathe in this thing. But pain for beauty, right? That's what they say. It's Brooke Ryan, and this is episode 14 of Can We Please Talk About? I know I'm joking about the shortness of breath and the coronavirus, but this has gotten so serious. I know there's a lot of precautionary things that are happening, but when you see that the SEC basketball games have been canceled, two cruise lines completely shut down their departures for the next 60 days, I believe it is. There's a ban on people traveling back into the United States or into just in general and toilet paper flying off every single shelf. Even though I know the coronavirus, there are no symptoms that you need toilet paper for. However, I get it. I don't want to be stuck without toilet paper if it gets to a point where everything is shut down and we're all quarantined. I did see on Facebook, though, one of the funniest memes. It had leaves in a Ziploc bag and it said organic toilet paper, $10. I'm glad everybody's doing their best to be safe, and still trying to make light of it and laugh a little with these different memes. I am a true believer that laughter helps everybody get through things a little bit easier. So for me, keep them coming. Now, I know there are some sensitive Sallies that don't like it. I had one of those people reach out to me on the radio this morning. Y'all, I almost quit my Facebook again. I never quit Instagram or TikTok because I don't find a lot of anger on those social media platforms, but sometimes Facebook... just rubs me the wrong way. And sure enough, this morning we were talking about the coronavirus and traveling. And Mike had mentioned, Mike is the guy on the Two Girls and a Guy morning show that I'm on. He talks about how he has a compromised immune system and he's very worried about it. Understandably, we got into the conversation about millennials and how they're saying, I don't care if I die, I die. At least I'm having a good time. Or, you know, making references that they're buying these flights to different places because flights are so cheap and travel so cheap right now. And I jokingly, but not jokingly, was talking with Tanya, the girl on the show, about how we should book our next trip somewhere. It would be a lot of fun. Mike jumped in once again, said, but I have an, a compromised immune system. And I said, well, I don't. Ha 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 ha. Obviously joking. It was so over the top the way that I said it that any person would recognize that it was a joke and somebody was very offended by it and thought it was a great idea to message in and make a comment chastising me for saying, quote, I don't, meaning I don't have a compromised immune system. And then at the very end, she said, that's the most millennial thing I've ever heard her say with an eye roll emoji. I love that she put the emoji in it. That's like the funniest part to me. It's also the thing that annoyed me the most. And I wrote back very nicely and said, I was obviously joking. I would never want to compromise not only my coworker, but one of my very dear friends. And of course she came back and said some more things. And it was just one of those where I was like, you know what? Today's not the day, Brooke. Put it down, walk away. There's no need to get into all of this. I get that she is feeling highly sensitive. And that's the part sometimes where I have to, take a step back and be like, she's in her feels about something that I don't know about. Maybe she has a family member with a compromised immune system, or maybe hers is, and she's really nervous about what's going on with the virus, understandably. But everybody being a scientist right now and a member of the CDC and having their degrees in how to fix the coronavirus and then commenting on Facebook because that's their outlet, it's becoming a little much for me. I had to take a break 
the last presidential election on Facebook as well. Because it was a place where so many people on both sides, and I'm not going to talk about politics from the standpoint of who I vote for, who I don't vote for. There were people on one side of the fence that were so angry and pro the president. And then there were people on the other side of the fence that were so angry and against the president or the presidential nominees. And it got so ugly that I got to the point where I was hating my elementary school teachers that I'm friends with on Facebook and some of my dear friends. It made me really not want to not be around them, but follow the stuff that they're saying. Because when we're together, hanging out as friends or peers, none of this stuff gets brought up. At least not this angrily. It all goes back to a commercial that I saw years ago that I absolutely fell in love with. It was a Heineken commercial, and the whole campaign was something along the lines of just sit down and have a beer and talk to somebody. And what they did was they took people that were completely opposite and had such different beliefs in every social issue from politics to religion to sexuality, all of the above. And they would pair up the opposite people and wouldn't tell them what it was for. It was just to go into the room and have a beer together. And so each person would walk in, they would start having a beer and they would talk. And when they talked, of course, none of that stuff got brought up, but they laughed and had a great conversation. And then towards the end of the conversation, it was introduced the reasons that they shouldn't necessarily get along. And at that point, they had already kind of learned so much about each other and made some sort of a bond. Not that it didn't matter, but that they were open to having more of a dialogue about the things that they thought they were so against. I'm going to tear up right now because I really, it's one of the most beautiful commercials I've ever seen and the fact that we are going through such a divisive time with another election coming up and things that are happening in the world and people being really scared about this virus and all of that. It just, we never know what people are going through and I'm not perfect. I've talked trash about people. I think even on this podcast, (laughs) mainly celebrities, but celebrities have feelings too. It's just a constant reminder that we all need to be a little better. And if you notice that I'm not on Facebook over the next couple weeks, you'll know why. Okay. Can we also please talk about something a little bit fun? Eyebrows. Because of the fact that I have never really had eyebrows, they're very small and very light. I'm very much attracted to a bigger brow. Always looking for a fix from the eyebrow pencils to brow lamentation, I believe is what it's called. I don't have enough eyebrows for that to even make sense for me because I've thought about it. And then of course, microblading, but microblading can be very expensive. I have looked into it. I really want to have it done. I just can't justify the price point that I've seen here locally, which is for somebody who's been doing it for a while, which is what I would want. It's your face and it's a tattoo. I want the best person to do that. Plus I've seen their results like on their Instagram before and afters. I mean, you're looking at like $750 and I know that's the first initial time and then you'll go back and get a touch up and all of that. But to me, it's just hard to put that amount of money out for brows right now. And it has been for the past couple years. <laughs> so instead I just have wonky eyebrows where one's a little bigger than the other or one has more pencil on it than the other one. One has more powder. They never look completely even unless I spend like an hour trying to do them, which never happens. But since I'm always in search, especially online for brow tricks and hacks and items that you can get, it populates into my algorithms a lot. And yesterday I saw 
They do. Wait for it, y'all. They have brow tattoos. So basically microblading, except you just take one and like stick it on your face and hope that it's the right shape. They do have like six different shapes. And yes, I'm totally buying them. They were less than 20 bucks. And this one just got me good. Brow wigs. I'm assuming they like stick on, but also have extra hair attached. to. I don't don't really know fully how they work. That one was a little far-fetched for me. I'm going to start with the brow tattoo and see how that is and then go from there. But brow wigs, how great is that? I'm all about adding if you need to add, subtracting if you need to subtract. I wear hair extensions. I do eyelash extensions. There is no shame in my game. I know I have very fine hair and it's never going to be luscious locks. And so I add to it to make it that. So why wouldn't you add an eyebrow wig to make your brows look fantastic? I'll give you updated on that process. Can we also please talk about the cop that was pulling out of my neighborhood today? Every time I see a cop and not on the streets, like I love officers. I'm friends with policemen and women. And I think what they do is so admirable. And look, I could never do it. And if I'm driving down the street, most of the time I drive the speed limit. So I'm not too worried if there's a cop behind me. But when they're in my neighborhood, my like whole body tenses up a little bit. And the reason is... About a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago, we had just been in our new house for a couple couple months, almost a year, and we live in a very um, family-oriented neighborhood. It's beautiful. It's got the community pool with the slide where all the kids can go into. This is the place where your kids play in the street. It's called the alley, but like, it's just a little street behind the houses, but it's still in the neighborhood community. And they all like ride their bikes and play soccer. And the moms and dads sit out on the porch and watch them out back. Oh, and sometimes it's with the neighbors. If you have kids, it's the perfect neighborhood. Now, Jim and I, my husband, we don't, we have a dog, we have a cat and that's all. And I think when we moved into the neighborhood, a lot of people were like, why would you move into this neighborhood. It doesn't really suit you. Do you want to have kids? No, we don't. Okay. So again, why are you in this neighborhood? We say it to ourselves a lot as well. We thought we wanted the house with the white picket fence, which literally it has a white picket fence and realized maybe we were better in a condo closer to Shem Creek, which is a great spot to go have happy hour. Now we have to take a 15 minute Uber. It's fine though. There are a lot of perks to being in this neighborhood, but back to the story. So we were in the neighborhood for just maybe a year at this point, and we love to have people over. So we had some friends over. It was completely a couple's thing. There were six of us, seven of us here. We had dinner. Of course we had wine. We were hanging out, out on the back porch. And at a certain point in the evening, it was around 10 o'clock on a Saturday, I decided it was a great idea to move part of the party inside to bust out my disco ball and put on some Britney Spears because what makes a party better than that? Nothing. It was loud, but I don't think it was that loud. However, the other couples were outside, like I said, talking on the back porch and the sound does kind of carry in this area. All of a sudden, my friend Joanne goes inside. I see her open the door. I just figured it was another friend that was coming over. I was walking in to fill up my glass of wine, which is one of those wine glasses that holds the entire bottle. So it's huge. I didn't have the entire bottle in it, but it's fun. I walk in to fill it up and I look at Joanne and I'm like, hey, who's at the... And she opens it and there is the officer. And I looked at her 
And she said, not my house. I said, hi, I'm, I'm Brooke. This is my home. And the officer looked in and she goes, uh, ma'am. And you could tell she was almost looking around like maybe there were some teenagers in here having some kind of a rager, a kegger. <laughs> looked in, sees that there's really not anything going on. I was like, I'm so sorry. Are we being too loud? I can have everybody be quiet. And she was like, yeah, you know, it was, it was a little noisy. We've gotten a few complaints. And, and I can see her again, just kind of looking to see if there's anything illegal. She sees all the couples and all of a sudden in the background, baby one more time starts blaring. I was like, really of all the times for this to happen, even though I loved it because I love that song. Here she is thinking she's going to bust up this big high school party because the parents are out of town and it's a bunch of old, not old, but like mid thirties to mid 40 year olds hanging out at the house and not a bunch, six of us, seven of us hanging out at the house, drinking wine, listening to Britney Spears on a disco ball. And now every time I see a cop in our neighborhood, I'm like, oh God, please don't come over again. I swear the disco ball's not going right now. It is all good. It really was the first moment, not even the first moment, but the big moment that I realized we probably don't fit in in this neighborhood. Sorry, neighbors. Okay, and last but not least, can we please talk about, I wasn't going to because not everybody is as obsessed with it the way that I am. I finished Love is Blind, watched it in a matter of basically 48 hours, obsessed. They are casting for season two right now. If I was single, I would be all about it. I love the couples that actually ended up together. Even the ones that, well, the one that didn't get married, but are still in a relationship after it. I think the two that got married are perfect for each other. And ultimately, I'm very sad that this season is over and I've got to wait until they cast it, film it, edit it, and put out season two. It feels so far away. I feel like I'm stuck alone in a pod with nobody to speak to on the other side. That's a, that's a LIB reference. (laughs) I don't know if people are calling it LIB. I just did. Watch it. That's all I'm saying. Thanks for listening to episode 14. It's Brooke Ryan. And this is, can we please talk about